Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to As a Woman, episode 111, Prioritizing You. In this episode, we are talking all about how we take prioritization of yourself from self-care into action. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hey friends, welcome back to the As A Woman podcast. I am Dr. Natalie Crawford and I am your host. This episode is all about prioritizing yourself and a great example of that is that it's being released on a Monday instead of a Sunday. For the entire first year this podcast existed, I solely released on Sunday, no matter what. If I had life things going on, if it was the weekend and I hadn't recorded during the week because, you know, sometimes we get busy, if I was behind, I would go shut myself in a closet and record while my kids were doing other things. And even though this podcast is still very important to me, a great example of prioritizing me was that I spent this weekend with my kids and doing other things and never was able to get the podcast fully ready to be uploaded. I've been diving a little extra into self-care-ish topics lately, probably because that's what I've been needing. Quick reminder that I have all fertility videos over on YouTube, Natalie Crawford, MD, if you have a fertility-related question. And I have some great fertility-related content and guests coming on the podcast soon. But this topic comes out of Pinnacle, to be honest. Pinnacle Conference is a group that we started. Myself, Danielle Jones, Ruba Wong, and Pamela Mehta were four female physicians. And we realized we didn't feel like there was an adequate leadership opportunity encouraging women to both be in medicine and excel at other things. Most of the message we've been hearing was all about burnout and leaving clinical medicine to find these other things. And we really believe there's a way to find who you are inside of clinical medicine, meaning taking care of patients, as long as you fight for what you need and you understand what it is that you need. But part of Pinnacle this year because of COVID is that we've been having a membership. And the membership has been divided into different sections. We have a weekly meeting. There's a section on goals, a section on leadership, a section on social media, and a section on self-care. And recently we had Renee Paro speak, who is a great friend of mine. You guys know that. And she's a pediatric cardiologist in San Francisco. And she works out and really prioritizes herself every morning and talks about how that makes her a better person. And she was sharing with us her story, which is that she's not always been this way, but realized coming out of burnout that this was a way for her 
to cope with stress and feel better about herself and that she's a better person for the time she puts in to her self-care. And I want to take you back because I believe self-care is multifaceted. One thing Renee said was that, oh, Nat, you're the queen of this because you believe in leaving things that aren't right for you. And that's accurate as to the point of that's the number one thing you can do for yourself. So we're going to start to go down some different avenues, but I really hope to change your perspective on a few places that we often let our mind get us trapped. So the first one is your job. Now, if you're listening and you're in school or training, those are temporary things. There's an end date, and that means you won't always be in that position forever. That's fabulous and wonderful because you can then go do other things And you know if the environment's not great, this is not your eternity. So I'm truly talking to anybody who has a job, who works, who there's no end date to the thing that you're doing. That thing needs to inspire you. It doesn't have to every day. You can still love your vacation and you can still be happy when you don't go to work or when it's a great day and you can still have bad days. But on the overall whole, If you are telling somebody about your job, it should spark life. It should make you excited. Like, I'm a fertility doctor, and I get to spend my days taking care of patients and helping them grow their families. Those of you who have been following along for a while know that I've been a fertility doctor in Austin for five years, and I've not always had this job. This is my third job in town. Now I co-founded and co-own a practice called Fora Fertility with my fabulous partner, Amanda Scullern. If you need fertility help and you're in Texas or Austin, we are your people. But before this, I was employed, meaning I had a boss, I had expectations, hours, certain things. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with having an employed position. But some of the ones I had were not right for me and led me to have a huge discrepancy in work-life balance. So if I had told you something about my job years ago, I may have said, oh yeah, I'm a fertility doctor. It's great. I get to help people have families, but it's really busy and it's overwhelming at times because that would have been the honest answer. I had not figured out what it was that I needed to cultivate work-life balance or how to achieve it because you cannot achieve a goal that you don't know exists. So if you're just going through the grind, which to be honest, medical training teaches us that, you may not know what it is that you're missing if something's missing. And it may not be until you allow yourself to be removed from the environment or say something's not right. So if you can at least identify something's not right, you can then get started on the pathway to figuring out what is. And that might be journaling. I love to journal. You guys know that. It may be therapy. It may be leaning on the people in your life who know you really well. But the bottom line is you are not stuck in any position. You may have obstacles or barriers that seem like they are mountains that you cannot climb. Maybe it's non-competes. Maybe it's contract obligations. But you can get past them. And the preservation of yourself is essential meaning our job is the number one thing you spend time doing. So if your worst case scenario is that you leave it and start something else, you can do it. You really can. Maybe you don't think you can, but I'm here to tell you, 
You can. We just have to figure out how to do it. The reality is that no goal ever gets accomplished without some amount of hard work. So if you say, I want to go to medical school, you didn't just send in an application and do no work and get into medical school, at least not most of us, or at least not me. I studied, I worked, I volunteered, I spent my summers in a hospital, right? We do things to show that we're willing to put in the work to get to that goal of where we want to be. And so a goal of yours, no matter who you are, should be to have a job that brings you joy and fulfills you. Because I've said it multiple times, you won't want to leave your kids if you're going to have kids one day or your loved ones or your partner or your pets or anybody at home to go do a job that doesn't bring you joy. So if there's one thing that I can instill in you, the best thing you can do for self-care is to set up your life in a way that is going in the same direction. If you get up every day for a job, if you have a boss that's narcissistic, if you are made to feel miserable at your job, if your schedule is set up for failure, if you're constantly double booked and you spend most of your awake hours in your office and you don't see anybody else every single day, every single weekend, how is that going to work? How are you going to have any joy if that's not what you want? Now, maybe that is what you want. You love your job and you don't mind working those hours and those weekends because taking care of those people brings you joy. Great. But if it's dragging you down, you need to identify what it is and you need to try to change it. And nobody reads your mind. So you need to go ask for what you want. If that job is the job, just you need different changes. You need to be able to ask for it. So number two about self-care and prioritizing you is setting boundaries. Set some boundaries. We all have them. We all need to learn how to lean into them more. I didn't understand boundaries because I was never told about them. I felt like I needed to be pleasing and accommodating and say yes and not cause a fuss and do whatever it was that was expected of me, even if I didn't want to. And as I've learned setting boundaries, and not every boundary has to be confrontational. Sometimes it's simply saying, I can only work four days a week. That's my boundary. I need one day off during the week to do kid stuff or errands or appointments or record a podcast or paint my nails or I don't care what you do. Nobody needs to know what you do. But you can say this is a boundary. These are the days I can work. Or I need to work night shifts because I want to be able to spend time with my kids during the day and sleep at night. That works for me. So that's my boundary. Or no, I can't do that talk. I can't do that webinar. I can't speak at that thing. I can't write that paper. I can't promote your product. I can't do that. No, no, no. Every yes you say to something is a no to something else. And typically, that no to something else is a no to you, to your time, and to your family. And is that yes worth it? And I don't mean that to be mean. There's plenty of things I now say no to that I would love to do. I would love to do them. There's nothing wrong about the thing. It's not that it's not worth my time, but it's not worth my time. My time, your time, is your most valuable commodity. I tell patients this every day. You have four resources. I just made this resources thing up, but I feel like it describes life and fertility very well. You have your time, you have your money, 
You have your physical self and you have your emotional self. And when any of them is at rock bottom, it's like the rest of them can't overcompensate. You're done. And so you need to protect those resources. But time is the most valuable one. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy, and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No line shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperature starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside, enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan, it's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code AAW at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. You're in bad health. Hopefully you can get to better health. You're emotionally or mentally down. 
Hopefully that can be improved with therapy or medication or help. If you don't have money, you can usually find more money. It may take time and work, but you can find it. But you can't get more time. It's the only one that is a debit card. You start with it and you run out. And what you do with your time is precious. Your time is precious. Start acting like it is. So guard those yeses really close and say no without an apology, without feeling guilty. I'm giving you magic permission. Poof. Don't need an apology. You don't need to feel guilty at all. Let it go. Be Elsa. Let it go. Not worth your emotional time. Instead, just say, I can't do that. And if it's an opportunity that you have other people say, I suggest so-and-so and so-and-so. If you think maybe somebody has the time for that good opportunity and would be well-fitted for it, nominate them. Bring somebody to the table. That's my favorite thing to do. Say no with grace. Elevate somebody else if you can, but say no. Say no unless it's something that really sparks your interest or feels worth your time. I want to mention these boundaries with people too because it's okay to... And you should. It is okay and you should set boundaries with people. Meaning if somebody drains you all the time, you don't have to see them or you don't have to see them as much. It's okay to put up a wall around yourself. It's okay to eliminate toxic relationships from your life. It's okay to guard those resources because if somebody just takes from them and doesn't add anything, it's probably not worth it no matter what obligation you feel to that person. And to all my infertility patients, it's okay to set a boundary around your friends and pregnancy. It is really okay to tell somebody, I'm so happy for you and your pregnancy, but I'm so sad and hurting about my own infertility journey that right now I need this boundary where please don't share updates unless I ask about them. It's not that I don't care about you but this is what I need to do to protect my well-being. I truly love you and I'm happy for you, but I just didn't want you to be offended. Okay, any friend's going to understand that. So if that's triggering for you, set it, set the boundary and find somebody else you can lean on. The third thing I want to talk about in prioritizing you is prioritizing your health. So one of those other valuable resources And one of the top ways you can prioritize your health is scheduling those doctor appointments that you've been putting off or they've been on your to-do list forever. Remember those? Schedule those, including the dentist, even the dentist. Also, exercise and meal prep or eat good, cook some food or order some food from a service. So let's break this down. I'm the queen. Oh, friends, I'm the queen of when my life gets too busy. I'll give a very recent example, opening a practice in the middle of a pandemic, putting myself, my physical self, my emotional, mental self at the bottom of the totem pole, the very bottom, meaning exercise, journaling, mindfulness. Those things are the first things, eating healthy, those things are the first things to go when I get really overwhelmed and I spend time leaning into the business and the practice and the kids and social media, and I'm not taking care of myself. And I've said this a lot in the pinnacle meetings. I can rationally sit here and tell you that's the dumbest thing ever because what I need 
to cope through those stressful moments is actually to lean in more, right? I need to lean in more to the hard times and be able to have that strength of stress relief with exercise and not feeling crummy from sugar in order to get through these stressful moments. But instead, I do the opposite. And so I make stressful times even harder by not taking care of myself. And it's not just opening fora in a pandemic. I mean, I've done this my whole life. Oh, I'm going to study for the MCAT this summer. All I'm going to do is study, 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 eight hours a day, eat dinner, go to bed, wake up, study. Where was exercise or eating healthier or taking care of myself or going to therapy? None of that existed. And that's because I felt like I don't have time for that because I need to do all these other things. And I really want to reframe this idea because lately I have shifted my perspective with the help of friends. And I really, truly resonate with what I told you Renee said at the beginning. I'm a better person when I exercise. I'm a better person when I have that stress relief. I can cope with things better. I'm calmer. It makes me better. I'm taking care of myself. I feel better. Therefore, it's easier to do and lean into all the other things. So lately, I've been working out for 60 minutes a day. Usually, it's like 10 minutes of core, 20 minutes of running, and 40 minutes or 30 minutes of strength. I've been doing hardcore on the floor, which if you're a Peloton person, that's a Facebook group. You can search it. There's a calendar, and I just follow the calendar. Plus, I add a 20-minute run because I told myself I'm going to run at minimum one mile a day. Anyways. I don't have to think about it. So number one, I like this program because I don't have to sit there. What am I going to do? What's the plan? I don't have to create a plan. Here's a plan. I can do the plan. Two, oh my gosh, there's no way I could work out for 60 minutes a day. That's been me times however old I am, 39 years, meaning I could get in a 20 or 30 minute workout and that was usually tops. That was usually tops. I just felt like there was no room for anything else. So I was a cardio junkie. And I do mostly a little cardio and then I'd go on with my life or I do a little core and go on or I do nothing because times got stressful and then I wouldn't touch it for weeks, but an hour a day. So some of you may be thinking, oh, I don't have time for that. Like I used to, I'm not even going to listen to Nat because this plan is so outrageous. Hear me out. One hour a day for you is less than 5% of your day. Less than 5%. So if I told you less than 5%, do you think that's a lot or a little? I think that's a little. I don't think that's very much. If you feel much better from just giving less than 5% of your time to something, is it worth it? If you live longer for giving less than 5% of your time to something, if you can run after your kids better, for giving less than 5% of your time to something. If you can change how you feel, how you cope with stress, your energy level, your life expectancy, and your health, for giving just less than 5% of your time, is that now worth it to you? Mental barriers exist because we choose to let them exist. Because somebody's told us that, or it's the narrative that made us feel comfortable. It's what we know. That narrative feels safe. Uncomfortable feels like working out for 60 minutes a day because it's freaking uncomfortable. 
But when on earth has change or goals or anything worth having come just because you wanted it to? Almost never. You almost always have to put the time into it. And I've yet to meet anybody who doesn't have be healthy as one of their goals or ambitions. To set a good example for your kids, to be able to run and play and live long. You may not all have kids. You may not want to have kids. I have two. I have a son who's five and a half and a daughter who's about to turn seven. And they watch you. They really, really watch you. My son wrote on Mother's Day, one of mommy's favorite things to do was run. Oh my gosh, I actually do love running now, but I didn't love running for many, many years. And the childhood me who couldn't run a mile, do you remember those presidential fitness challenge things? I don't know if some of you young people had that, but back when I was in school, there was one time a year and you had to see how many sit-ups, push-ups, and pull-ups, and you had to run a mile. I, I couldn't run a mile. I literally would be the kid like throwing up in the grass or passing out from running a mile. So I've come a long way, friends. But the point is, my kids see me as somebody who works out because I'm now prioritizing that. And that makes them happy. And they want to do athletic things and ride bikes and kayak and paddleboard. And I want to do those things with them. So that investment is very much worth it to me. Okay, and the last thing about prioritizing you that I want to say is ask for help. And I mean that very sincerely. I get messages all the time. How do you do it? How do you do this? Half the time I feel like I'm drowning. The other half I'm asking other people for help. This is why there are people in your lives who want to help you and lean on them. First of all, house chores. Figure them out. Can you afford to have somebody else clean your house? That's really helpful to me. I like clean and organization, but I don't usually have the time to put it into it. That's an easy way if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, figure out when you're going to set aside the time to do it so it's not hanging over you. Sunday's the cleaning day. So during the pandemic, when I had no income because I quit a job and we were starting a practice, and when you start a practice in a pandemic, you don't pull money out of it. So we cut out cleaning people. So we started cleaning our house again. Sunday was the day. So I didn't worry about it getting dirty or, oh gosh, it's so dirty now. I have to clean it and it's not a good day. We all knew Sunday was the day, but also on the little things. If you're having a hard time, ask a friend for help. Ask them to run an errand for you. Ask them to talk. Ask for an ear. How can you make things easier? Can you outsource meals? Can you share meal prepping with your partner? Can you make a big batch of something on the weekend and eat it through the week? What can you do to make your life easier? Who can you ask for help? My husband helps a ton with the kids. He's their primary shuttling them around person. We have a nanny who helps us some. We have grandparents who help us. So if you sit here and say, how does Nat do it all? Nat does it all with help. The expectation is not that you have to do absolutely every single thing. Do things that you enjoy. Do things that you need to. But if there's something that you can have somebody else help you with, again, they can't read your mind. You need to ask them. And I'll say this, our friends love supporting us in stressful times. They really do, but sometimes they don't know how to. So unless you extend that offering of, I could really use your help with this, sometimes it's hard for somebody to know what it is that you need. So forget having people try to read you. 
forget having your partner. Try to just intently know in your brain what you need. That's just a recipe for relationship miscommunication and disaster. And instead, ask, hey, I know you have a lot going on, but I really need this. Or could you really help me with this? That would be great. And when it comes to little things like working out, we have to coordinate kids. So I'll tell Jason, hey, I'm going to work out at this time. Okay. And I always work out in the morning. That's my time almost always that I'm the best. I like having it done. I feel better. But then he knows if the kids wake up, he needs to deal with them. If the dog needs to go out, he's doing that. But people can't prioritize you if you don't show them how. Meaning if you don't prioritize yourself, other people aren't going to think it's a priority either. And so until you start setting your life up for success, leaving things that don't fit you, setting boundaries, taking care of your physical and emotional health, and asking for help, you're not going to be able to accomplish these other things. Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening. Your support on this podcast means so much to me. As always, when you leave reviews, that means so much too. So I love it. I love when you review, you share, when you post this to Instagram, that always just brings a little spark of joy and is inspiration into my life. You can always follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD, and I look forward to talking soon. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. I'm Brian Halfrich, a 26-year-old bioethics PhD student and clothing brand CEO. Welcome to my podcast where we talk all things health and wellness, navigating your 20s, and becoming the best version of yourself. So sit down, play that episode, and join The Collective.